This is Geek Loves Nerd Podcast, trying to find something in common since 1996. That's right. Geek Loves Nerd. Nerd Loves Geek. At least she did. Late last week. I haven't asked. Mainly because she's still living here and that's more than I deserve. This is episode 12, brought to you the week of May 3rd, 2008. My name is James. Isn't it like episode 14? What did I say? 12. It's written here. It says 12, but that means it's wrong. <laughs> it's a 14th. <laughs> I mean, didn't you have to do a voiceover last uh, time? Because you said it was episode 12 gosh, and it was I'm episode 13. Dork. I, all that preparation for no reason. Mm. Yeah, it is absolutely, abs- absolutely, that means when you're trying to say actually and absolutely at the same mm. time, it is actually uh, episode 14, brought to you the week of May 3rd, 2008, and uh, I am James, I am one of your hosts, and I am the geek. And I'm Jen, and I'm the other host, and I'm the nerd. <laughs> Why are you laughing? There are two hosts, in case you're <laughs> trying to follow along at home, using the home version, and uh, we talk about stuff. As of last week, we we talk about topical things. Yeah, we we've changed the focus of the five. Never mind <laughs> the fobcast. <laughs> yeah, just forget we've also it. Also renamed podcasting, but <laughs> we're we're quitting now. Thanks. Well, I'm not. I like this show. But last week, uh, our last time, actually, it's been two weeks now. We talked a little bit about marriage, and this week we're going to hit another topic. We got a lot of good feedback from you peeps, and so we're going to start doing topics. It's really, I got to say, last episode was the first time I can honestly say that it was the show I always wanted all of them to be. I had no idea what the shows were supposed well, to be. Well, you know those conversations that we have in the car where we're very passionate and we're speaking mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're just sharing our like, ideas. And... Like when we talked about the sun that one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we have to go there. I have a theory. <laughs> no, please don't explain your dumb theory. <laughs> My theory is that the sun is not as far away as people think yeah, it is. Yeah, like it's two miles away. No. The sun is not that hot. It's not as hot as the scientists think. I know You think you know more than the scientists, and you have no scientific All training. All I'm saying is that back in the day, scientists, the best in the world, would have told you that the Earth, in fact, was um, flat. All I'm saying is you have no scientific training and you're trying to have all these big opinions. Why don't you respect that, though? You used to back when we were young. Why can't I have a theory? What does it matter? Because it was just a dumb theory. Here's my theory, folks. If you look at a sunburst coming through clouds, you see on the left side that the lines from the sun are going way out into the horizon on the left. And on the right side, you see them going way out the horizon. In the middle, you see them coming straight down onto the earth. Have you ever seen that? Okay, if the sun was millions and billions and billions of miles away, wouldn't those beams of light come straight down to the earth through the clouds? Doesn't light reflect no matter how far away it is in the same way? Okay, I am open to the idea that it might be refracting off the atmosphere, but... If somebody can give me an answer and set my heart free, I'm just saying. Please give him how an answer, far a scientifically away, sound answer. They got at some point have got to be guessing at how far and how big things are. There, I mean, we're talking billions and billions and billions of this and that. How do they know? They're estimating. What if they estimated a little bit wrong? The sun wouldn't have to be as hot. It could be closer, and it wouldn't have to be as big. It's all about scale and rev- relativity here. I think it's a valid theory. The science teacher said it was okay to have a hypothesis. Did you even take science in school? Ever? Like any science classes? Yes. Which one? The one that said that you can start <laughs> with a hypothesis. And then you and have it was to prove okay. it. No, you have to test it. You have to test it. I have tested it through several sunbursts. Have you tested it? I just think if you took those two sunbursts and you measured and drew a straight line right, up, like a on. vanishing point, hold on, 
then you would be able to to, to realize the sun is really. I just think they would about have two miles up. <laughs> they would have thought of that already. <laughs> it's not about two miles up. See what, what the people don't know though is this almost turned into an argument in the car <laughs> because you took a really unnatural stand against it. <laughs> defending, you were being ridiculous, defending the mind, the, the the faceless scientists out there because you have no scientific training. You have no idea. <laughs> What's wrong with me having a theory? It's just you were so adamant, like you knew. <laughs> well, you like were the scientists more, I were had idiots. To be These people have studied. School I proposed a, a, an idea. Barely squeaked by in high school. <laughs> My gosh. It was offensive to the scientific community. I was standing well, up for him. Yeah, exactly. Man, why didn't you marry the scientific community? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a question I ask myself every day, James. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> this should be the topic of the day. Is how close why is I the can't sun? think outside you can the box. Think. I'm just saying it was you just had no I'll basis. Tell you, what, you just decided. In our relationship, we have covered so many topics, folks. But Jen obviously has an unnatural love for the sun. <laughs> no, I think she the- takes great solace in knowing it is billions and billions of miles away. Don't you dare suggest that sun is any closer than it is right now. I'm having enough problems with the UV rays as it is on my aging skin. <gasps> Don't call my skin aging. <laughs> I had another nerve. Uh, anyway, I'll have you know that I do not sunbathe as a rule because of skin cancer and right. because it ages you. Good. And because we live in the middle of the <laughs> There's the no country. beach. Yeah. There's no beach. We're from Florida and Georgia originally, mm-hmm. where it actually makes sense to be tan. But anyway, uh, hey, let's move right into kids' stuff. Um, do you have any good kids' stories from the last couple of weeks? I have like seven. All right. Why don't you start? Okay. First one was I was down here, and I was playing and doing some stuff on the computer. And suddenly my daughter starts screaming, God! God! And, you know, I was getting prepared <laughs> to was, meet the Heavenly Father here, just on the off chance God. that he appeared, you know, in the walls or something. I've seen stuff home. like that on the internet. But I turn around, and it is not God. It is actually a Jesus action figure that I have over my shoulder yeah, here. Yeah, I'm looking at it right Somebody now. gave it to me. And, uh, yeah, so she was freaking out. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's our Heavenly Father. No, actually, that's the Son of God. You're three. You don't understand. I think I hear a child. All right, let me go get Let's him. take a small break. We'll be right back. Okay, so the babies are asleep. Hopefully. Hopefully all the babies are going to stay asleep. Okay, so God, God. That was that was one of the things that she did. And uh, the second one was um, the other day. I, and I may have mentioned this on the last show. Forgive me, folks. It was just that good. But I was talking to Jen, and I'm like, hey, Jen, do we have plans for dinner? And my daughter starts laughing. And she goes, Dad, you're so silly. I was like, why? She says, we can't eat plans for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then today, you haven't even heard this one. We were in the car, and I got her a chicken nugget Happy Meal, right? Mm-hmm. Four little chicken nuggets. And she was like, I need some sauce for my um, peanuts. 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 And I'm like, peanuts? She goes, well, um, peanuts. She says, chin, chin nuts. Chin nuts. <laughs> chin nuts. And I'm like, you're trying to say chicken nuggets. <laughs> she said peanuts. So, yeah, from peanuts to chin nuts to chicken nuggets. That's what kind of terrible parents. Oh, my goodness. We have more children crying. All right. We'll be right back. We'll do these one at a time. <laughs> a little bit of laughing, a little bit of Is crying. That dunder- Okay, if we ever get through this, it will be too soon. Um, the last thing that she said that was pretty funny um, is, okay, we went out today to to look for a uh, – we just was running errands. It was me and my brother David, and Jenna was in the back, and we came apro- across this small town. I won't mention why I was in this small town. Okay, I will. It's because the GPS lied to me and told me there was a post office there. You think that GPS knows everything. It does. It does. It knows how far the sun is away from us. <laughs> it does. You should ask it. It'll <laughs> tell you how many miles. But uh, anyway, we, we're, we're coming, uh, and we need gas. It was just terrible. David was so afraid we were going to have a Jeepers Creepers moment because we were my cell phone battery was dead. We were out in the country, and uh, David's like, turn the radio off because I don't want to hear the song come on accidentally. And uh, we were running out of gas. We found a gas station, but it's a grand opening apparently because there is a hostess cupcake and a jelly belly character standing in front of this thing waving at people. Well, we wanted our picture taken with it. Jenna was freaked out by it, but I got her kind of used to it. 
And as our backs were turned to the Jelly Belly and the co- hostess captain guy, David took a picture. And right after the picture, I go, they're coming. <laughs> And Jenna so tensed wrong. up and turned around and looked, and we I ran away from them, you know, and all this because I kind of hate those things, you know. But um, the one thing that one of the one of the characters did is they talked. Mm-hmm. They talked to Jenna, and, and and I was like, so they're not scary. There are nice people inside, and, and the Jelly Belly said, "Yeah, I'm nice." And, and it's this <laughs> lady, and I'm, she's like, "My daughter thinks I'm kind of scary too." <laughs> and Jenna's like. Wow. Okay. And and that's why she could stand there and take the picture. Well, anyway, in the car, she's thinking about this. Her three-year-old mind is just worrying. The first thing she says is, I didn't know they could talk. <laughs> well, yeah, because at Disney World, they don't no, talk. No, they don't talk at all. And then uh, a little later, she's she's thinking about this girl's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is Jelly Belly. And this is breaking her mind. Of course. And, I'm, and I hear her go... Oh, I th- I think they should take off their costumes. That's what she's saying. And I'm like, I'm sure they will when they go home. So that, that works in a little while. And she says, um, when they get home, I bet there are kids there. I'm like, yeah. And she said she had a daughter. And uh, and then Jenna says, um, and uh, how would she say it? I don't want to say it wrong. She goes, I bet they wear costumes, too. <laughs> the kids, too. I'm like, yeah. Hostess Cupcake Kids. And Jelly Belly Babies. <laughs> I was like, they'd probably even take a bath in those things. they never take them off. And so now she's just totally troubled for life that there's Jelly Belly kids out there. And she came home and told me that um, she says there was cupcakes and Jelly Bellies and there were scary people, but it was okay. And I'm like, Daddy gave you cupcakes and Jelly Bellies? With people inside? <laughs> and where were the scary people that Daddy took you to see? <laughs> but luckily, I says, Jen, you're just going to have to wait for the photo. <laughs> and then it all made sense. It all made sense, this happy Jelly Belly character. So that's all the kid stuff I have. Do you have any, any current Well, updates? I do have a little bit of a follow-up to your um, God in the Basement story. Okay. We're, we're riding to church, and she's asking me random questions like she asks all the time. And she's like... Jesus is in the basement. And I'm thinking, okay. And I'm like, the basement of the church. And then I'm like, but the church doesn't have a basement. So what is she talking about? Jesus is in the basement, but he's not real. Wow. But he's not the real one, or he's not real. He's just he's just pretend, or he's just This is something. breaking your mind. Yeah, I'm like, what is she talking about? And then later, I see the plastic Jesus, because I didn't even see when you put it up. Yeah. I shouldn't have. It's totally no. messed up our three-year-old <laughs> theology. Is. She's all Okay, one up. more since we're on this. is We were playing Wii. We were playing Wii Sports the other night. And um, it just so happened that I let Jenna play uh, baseball because it's one she's really good at. It's easy to throw the ball and easy mm-hmm. to hit them or kind of easy to hit them. Um, well, and as you know, if you play one player, it scrolls through randomly created characters, you know, in your Wii uh, repertoire there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a Jesus character we downloaded off of the internet. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, he's got a great smile and all this. And he, he comes up to to the plate. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, it's Jesus. And Jenna's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, she he hits a home run. And you hear Jenna go, yay, Jesus. <laughs> And then she goes, Jesus is awesome! And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Sounds like the Holy Ghost fell down here. Oh, my God. But it could have been Jeffrey or anybody else yeah, if she had said the exact same, same thing. thing. <laughs> so I thought it was great. You know, my, I could have recorded that and convinced everybody at church that my daughter was the most spiritual of that them all. That she was finally saved. <laughs> Yay, Jesus. Jesus is the awesomest. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, so it's time for our main topic. And our main topic today was actually uh, submitted to us by one of our listeners. And I'm, I, I had it written down here, but I'm actually going to have to look it up because some reason or another, Google Docs did not save my email. I, I think that's your problem. Uh, well, not it's Google our Docs. problem, actually. But, but I'm, not, I'm saying it's not Google Docs, it's you. No, Google Docs broke it. It, it did. Wow. Um, God, I'm going to pause and... <laughs> Hate this, but we'll do it anyway. Okay, here is that email. Uh, it says, Hi, Geek Loves Nerd, also known better to her as Pastor James and Miss Jen. This is somebody we know. It kind of yeah. startled me when I saw that. I know, that's <laughs> really scary. my mind that people in our real life are finding our show. She says, I loved your last podcast. My question is, how do you know when you have met the right guy? And right is underlined. The right guy, as in someone you're going to spend the rest of your life with. This is from Seanette in Kansas City. Big question. And something that I'm quite passionate about. What about you? Pretty much. So what are your thoughts? 
Um, you start. <laughs> okay, I can. Okay, let me ask this question. All right. Is there a the one out there for every person, in your opinion? Is there a the one? Well, that would be hard because there's some people who are single, and is it like, did they just never meet their person, or should they never have met them, or... Yeah, or what happens if the one was hit by a car? Are you just screwed for the rest of your life? I I personally don't believe that there is the one. No, I don't think I do either. People that, um, you know, are are religious, Christians people, they, they really believe that God has preordained their entire life, but... Not really. They just believe it in certain things, especially specifically about marriage. And I just don't buy that. I, I, I know that God knows everything, but does he dictate who we're going to be married to? I don't, I don't believe so. Well, I think your own choice comes into it. Well, of course. And what if that person uh, that, that totally takes out the factor of free will? All right. Say God decided at birth that you were going to marry somebody and had that all planned out. Well, that would mean you'd have to dictate every single part of their life in order mm-hmm. to make sure you guys met, including habits that each other wouldn't find annoying and on and on and on. Right. It just doesn't even make logical sense. No, I, I don't think it works that way. I, I think what it... I think when you start thinking that way, you take your common sense out of the equation. And well, you, people do that. I know, and I think that's very dangerous. I get calls all the time from people that say somebody has prophesied or somebody has has said that this is the person God wants them to be with. This is the one. And so there's all this pressure mm-hmm. now to make it work. Well, he's not even saved. We're not even, we, we're not even of the same religion. Uh, he doesn't want to have kids, and I do, but this is the one. Yeah, that's why it just doesn't work. Yeah. And I think that, that just takes common sense out of the equation. I don't think you can do that when you're trying to... Um, pick a spouse okay so what does make i don't know so if that's not it if it's not the one that simplifies some things it takes the pressure off some things but it also adds a little bit of pressure on the other hand because now every single person out there that is the opposite gender of you becomes a possibility now how do you know and i think that's that's the way it is. I mean, I think everybody's a possibility. It's just, you know, where your life goes. Obviously, if you live in Kansas City, somebody in California is probably not much of a possibility. I don't know, Jen. But it can happen. I don't know. Where did where were you grown up? Where did you grow up? Near Philadelphia. In, in Pennsylvania. I grew up in Georgia. Who in the world would have ever thought the two of us would have met? Yeah, it's true. But, I think but we a, did live in the same um, town for quite well, a while. Let's, let's go through our story. Okay. And maybe we can draw some conclusions from that. Okay. Because Jennifer moved down. Because we are the standard. We are. Well, we. you know what? We are for this show. We have a good marriage. Most of the time. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry. And we have stayed together for 11 and a half years. We have two great kids. I really, really think we did some things right, where yeah, a lot of people did. did things wrong. And I don't think we're better than anybody else, but I do think we're better off in some mm-hmm. areas. And I think we have something we could share. Um even when we were kids, we met in a, a after a youth conference type thing that happened every Sunday night. We met at a McDonald's, mm-hmm. and it was in St. Simon's Island, if I remember right. In, yep. that's in Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Jen was two weeks into her sixteenth year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because I just learned it, or I just got my license. Yeah, and you weren't even supposed to be there, and I was eighteen. Uh, yeah, almost nineteen because we w- our first date was on your birthday. That's right. That's right at, at Burrell Creek. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big fancy restaurant in St. Mary's, <laughs> <No>. Georgia. <laughs> it's kind of a shack, actually. Uh, now that I think of it, but anyway. and I was jobless. Were you jobless? Kind of. I, yeah, oh. I think I was a hobo. That's where a common sense should have kicked in. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and Jen was well on her way to becoming the valedictorian. Yeah, I was a, about to be a junior in high school. Yeah, so maybe there's not really a lot people can can take from yeah, this. Yeah, that's why I, I always discount our story because I'm like, we were so young, we didn't think as but hard as we probably what we did should do. have. Here's what we did do right. I won't bore you with all the details. We were both in destructive relationships at the time. Mm-hmm. I was in a casual relationship. I think Jen was too. Yeah. And and just with people that were pulling us away from our own moral codes, we actually, one of the things that got us together was we had several conversations 
and we decided that if that we didn't want to continue down the path we were going and we wanted to be together now all of that aside i found her extremely hot and cute and and awesome and she was short and i always like short girls <coughs> and i like girls that cough a lot i'm sorry i was trying to it's these <laughs> microphones pick up everything it's okay and and so you know we got together partially because we liked each other but I really found – I mean, we spent hours on the phone before we even started really going together together. We, you know? Yeah, you I remember, called me, yeah. like, out of the blue. Dude, I had to call, like, three or four or five people mm-hmm. to find you, people I didn't even know. I was shocked that you called me because I didn't really think that much of you after that night, which doesn't sound horrible. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> um, you said the F word, <laughs> and I didn't like you either very much. Now you have to cancel that from the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> It's the only time I've ever heard you say a bad word like that ever. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I've except said for you. except for about ten minutes ago. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh. All right. So, um, well, anyway, we we talked forever, and I remember just connected with you on a whole different level. We we agreed so much on our politics and our our religious beliefs and and just uh, parenting things. I don't know. We just talked about a lot of stuff, and we it did. just we it, talked it, for hours. It was really really awesome. Um, and and later now, just skip ahead 12, 15, 14 years, those are really the only things we had in common. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, and, and maybe that's point one. Um, actually, point one, I would say, is be with people. You're going to know you're with the one you're supposed to be with when they, when they connect with you on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, a deeper level than just talking about yeah, surface your favorite things. movies and yeah. and where you like to eat and what languages you speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. We accidentally started with the most important stuff first. Yeah, and that was our did. faith and our beliefs and our convictions, and we just we, we it lined up almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. I, to this day, the only thing we've really totally disagreed about is the sun. <laughs> That's why it's breaking my head. Usually you're just like, you know, that's a that that that's really good. But you're like, you're an idiot, boy. <laughs> I did not say you were an idiot. I just disagreed. <laughs> and you had a really hard time with the fact that I did not there agree with you. There was venom in your disagreement. <laughs> because it was just a ridiculous <laughs> argument. Anywho, I didn't say the sun was made of cheese or anything. Come on. It was close. I think it's not as far away. All right. Anyway, um... Okay, so we moved along in our life. Uh, what was the other? Oh, oh, okay. I can't say that our early relationship was great because it wasn't. No. Uh, Jen was a broken person. I was a broken person. I didn't know how to treat somebody that loved me unconditionally. And Jen didn't know how to stand, to stand up, for, up for herself. Exactly. Yeah. And there came a point, you know, within a year or two, maybe it was a year and a half into our relationship, Jen finally got sick of it. She, she dumped me. And it tore my guts out. Absolutely tore my guts out. And long story short, we got back together. But it wasn't this deal where, like, you know, it wasn't the – I don't I, – I literally changed. Yeah, you did. I did. I appreciated her. I realized how much I deeply loved her for real, even though we were young, even though she was still – I think you were probably in your senior year in high school at that time. I think um, I was in college. Though. Really? I think so. Okay, I, I, maybe this happened more than once, but all yeah. I know, I think we were still in St. Mary's, and, and it might have been. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember really realizing I need, I need to, uh, I need to treat her better, and from that point on, I began to live my life and try to change things to try to deserve her, and that would be, I guess, point two. Is you're going to know you're with the person you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life when they make you want to be a better person. Right. Not once So many relationships, mm-hmm. they you, eat you each com- other up. You compromise what, what you want or what you would do. Or, or you spend your time trying to make up for what they're not. Mm-hmm. And you're focused on how they don't meet your needs. Well, was, that, that was another thing um, that, that I think was a good point in our relationship was that, um, let's see, I was a junior when we first met. Mm -hmm. We were still dating when I graduated from high school. And I went ahead and went off to college and not in the same town we lived in. There were really no opportunities there. Right. But, I mean, I I kept on with my life. I didn't stop. And did I hold you back at all? 
No, you didn't. In fact, As, you encouraged me, and I, I wasn't real thrilled about the idea of going away. Neither was I. I knew, I knew, I knew I'd lose you. I knew I would. I just knew that, but I believed in you, and I loved you so much. You were valedictorian in high school. You were all this. You'd gotten all these this money and stuff. I believed in you, and I did not want to hold you back. And I think those that kind of stuff ultimately, you know, we 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 went on with our stuff, or we we became better people because of each other. Well, and and what is love? If you read the Bible, and even if you don't, the best definition of love I've ever heard of uh, is that love is one hundred percent giving of self. Right. It's not fifty fifty. It's a hundred percent. And I can honestly say that act of letting you go. Mm-hmm. And with knowing I was going to leave you, even though I didn't, obviously, but just b- totally believing that you would fall in love with some college guy, uh, and, and that and that I had nothing to offer you, I still let you go. That was that was that that was selflessness, total mm-hmm. and totally. Yeah, it was, and it was what I needed then too, because I may not have gone if you'd really pushed me the other way. Yeah, I could have. And our whole life would have been different. Man, you made so much money at one point. It was so worth it. It was so worth it. (laughs) Just for the few things you got out of it then. Now I'm useless. Got out of debt, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. So um, where were we? I I don't know. I had a good point I wanted to make about something, but that's cool. That's cool. We, uh, Jen went off to school and uh, this was, you know, after her senior year and it wasn't but like a quarter later. I, yeah, I left in the middle of the night, packed up, and I moved up there, uh, too. Yeah, you did. I was, I was missing you. You was missing me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, long story short, I ended up getting a job, a really good job, yeah, actually, surprisingly, as an artist, something I mm-hmm. always wanted to do. Now, it was in a little hole-in-the-wall t-shirt shop in the middle of downtown. And you made $6 an hour, oh. which seemed like a whole lot, because minimum wage was like 4 Well, what would that be like now, though? Like maybe nine eight or and a nine, half, ten, yeah. Maybe minimum. I don't know what minimum wage is now. Like five or. But six. But I was doing artwork for the love. Yeah. I mean, who would have dreamed in a billion years I'd get a job doing artwork? I don't even know how you got that job. Did you just apply? I don't remember. Oh. I really, really don't. I think I saw it in the paper. I think you did. Yeah, I think you just applied. Ah, oh, so random. And it just worked out. But uh, I, I did that, and 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 to be honest, I mean our relation. It, the one thing we didn't realize is that our relationship was going to get really, really serious. Mm-hmm. It, it, we were gro- we were growing up, we, but we weren't grown ups. We had every responsibility of a grown up, but no boundaries, no no uh, accountability. We were in a college atmosphere that promoted every type mm-hmm. of of thing that we shouldn't have been involved in, and uh, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, I do know that I wanted to continue improving myself, mm-hmm. and 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 I would, I would work during the day, and at night I would work on websites. I was teaching yeah, myself how to do HTML. That was when the internet was new. Oh, We're so man. old. <laughs> <laughs> the I magic mean, of view source. It was. It was very. Everybody didn't even have a computer in their home. No. I mean, having one was a huge. What was our deal. first computer? A Hewlett Packard. Packard Bell. Packard Bell. Packard Bell. Wow, that's right. Uh-oh. And it was twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, and it probably had like eight megs of RAM. I don't know what. It had. I think it had a seventy five meg hard drive and eight megs of RAM. No, I doubt it. I think it was more like two. I don't know, but you could play Doom on it. I remember that. So rad. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, well, anyway, I, I, you know, after a year, Jen was still going to school. She's she's going to be a CPA. We got married. Um, I did get a job doing internet websites and stuff like that at, at a place mm-hmm. and doing customer service and websites and web design and ha- held down both jobs for a while. Yeah. And then moved over to the internet thing for full time, which worked out great because when we, when I went to college, I was mm-hmm. able to still do that part time, but we got married, um, probably a year too soon. Yeah, I definitely think so. We dated for four years and we probably should have dated for five. Um, here's the thing. Here's, here's the next tip is... If you're, if you think you're meeting the right person, wait, wait, mm-hmm. and here's well, how long? How long? Well, I would say at minimum a year. Yeah, definitely. But here's really that's not a hard rule. My thing is wait until you have seen them angry. Wait until you have seen them depressed. Wait till you have seen them hurting. Wait till you've seen them sick. Wait till you've seen them 
stressed or, or have lost a loved one, wait till you've seen how they treat their mom and their family. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see how they treat someone that they really don't like. Right. People get married so quick and then they find out later that they're totally different than they knew, you know? Well, and the other thing that, that I think we did do right is all of the things that you have as issues, but you know, each other as a couple, they're so much easier to work out when you're not in marriage. Well, and that's what I, I, I guess the point we should have pulled out of, out of, oh goodness, we got kids crying. Don't, don't let us forget what we're talking about people. Hold on. Okay, so we were talking about that time in our relationship was really bad. I mean, we had a lot of knockout, dragout fights. We really did. Screaming in the streets, the whole thing. But the thing was, we weren't married. Right, so we could still walk away. Hard times in your relationships are happening. They will happen. The honeymoon will be over, mm-hmm. and you will have fights. Because I, I kind of imagined us back then like two rocks. Two rocks rubbing against each other and causing friction and all that. But, but those pieces break off. And we smooth out, mm-hmm. and then you can move together, and you get two smooth sides. Right? That's the analogy. That's going to happen in right. any relationship at all. But when you're married, if you marry before all that happens, then you probably won't survive. I've heard it said this way: marriage is hard under the best circumstances. It's nearly impossible under anything less. Well, and, and one thing you got to remember too, is you're you're rarely ever with anything in life going to go wrong by waiting. Yep, moving slow is really never a, I mean, a, good, a bad idea. If you wait an extra year, you you know you want to get married, but you know waiting another year or whatever is it's not going to. Because I've even heard somebody say that, well, if I'd waited that much longer, um, I don't think we would have ended up getting married. And it's like, what does that mean? Yeah. And, and it, you know, in that case, things didn't work out well. Right. Now, on so, the other hand, we don't want to empower people to wait for a guy that's never going to commit either. Right. I mean, it shouldn't take more than a couple of years at the most. I, mean, <laughs> I would if, hope so. If you're going on five to seven years, just forget it. Yeah, we, we dated for four years, though, and, and there was reasons for that. One of them was because I came from two divorced families, my mom and my real dad, and then my mom and stepdad divorced, and I decided – Two things really young. One is I wasn't going to get married until I knew I was as sure as I could be that it was going to be forever. I was only going to get married once and I wanted it to last forever. And so it was mostly fear, a good, healthy fear that kept us from getting married. Yeah. There um, was not a lot of eagerness to get married. Two, um, the other decision I made is that I wasn't going to become a father until I learned how to be a husband. Mm-hmm. And that's why we waited eight years. To have the first one. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different topic, though. Right. But um, so we made it through all that junk, though. So, you know, obviously that point still stands that, you know, wait till you have worked through a lot of your issues. Wait till you're out of debt. Wait until your your job is is halfway decent, you know, because, mm-hmm. again, get yourself ready and wait. Just wait. Just hold on. Half the problem with America right now is people aren't waiting. People don't can't they got to have it now, and that's why you know you can blow this advice off. But fifty percent of marriages end in divorce, and it's probably more than that nowadays. And here's a marriage that's not one of those statistics. So take it or leave it. Hopefully you're taking it since you're here. But um, we got married probably a year too early because Jen still had her senior year to finish in college. She finished in three years. She had her CPA exam. She had to study her pants off to get that done. Luckily, you were working the second job then, so yeah. it worked out good. But. Well, and there were no kids back then. Ah, <laughs> oh, so easy. But, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you were working, too. We were both working mm-hmm. full-time. I was working double full-time. Yeah, I studied from like 7 to 11 at night. Mm-mm-mm. I was really disciplined back then. I don't we were, think I could study that much. We were now. so poor, though, too. Oh we had a nice gosh. apartment. I mean, it was halfway it okay. It wasn't really that nice. I, I had a CRX with no bumper that i bought for four hundred dollars <laughs> best I, best driving car i ever had at the and time i had a honda civic Woo-hoo. that we, we, bought. we just got rid of that and we paid way too much money for it oh but we kept gosh. it for like it smelled like cat pee all the time <laughs> we kept it for 11 years so yeah, we just got rid of it last year i think <laughs> which which brought me to that one that one question my my big regret in life is why didn't i trade in that beast and get something nice when we had money <laughs> <laughs> i don't know 
I don't know. It's because of my dad's daughter. <laughs> but uh, no, we we you know we got married, and uh, I don't know if there's anything to pull out of that. All I know is it was the ugliest church in the world. Yeah, it was. It was orange, I think. I don't know why we didn't get married in St. Mary's. I think that would have been better. Well, but... we were selfish a little bit. Yeah, we, we were. I think we wanted to tell everybody we had a life, you know. Mm-hmm. And we didn't need the family. But the family still paid. My family paid. So, I mean, we should have gotten married where they were. Oh, gosh. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, it would have been the two of us driving. But we had friends and stuff. Oh, here's the other thing. This maybe has nothing to do with how you know you met the right person. But for some reason, because right before we got married, um, we'd, we'd kind of been surrounded by people that were married. And they had been married, you know, anywhere from one to five years. Mm-hmm. And we watched them. And we learned from them because they were all in debt up to their eyeballs. They had nice cars, nice houses, fully furnished, decorated, nice beds, everything. And uh, they had 56000 you know, $30,000, $16,000 in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And we decided right then and there that we weren't going to do that. Right. And we slept on a futon mattress for how long? A long time. Like years. Well, we bought our, our first bed at a garage sale for $100. Yeah, it was a water bed. And then we moved... Mm-hmm. And slept on the futon mattress that I had when I was in school, or when I you think, were in school. I think it was like two or three years. And then we bought a mattress, mm-hmm. a king-size mattress, and slept on blocks for a long time. No, we slept on a frame. Okay, a frame, whatever. Blocks, that upsets me. <laughs> we're not, we were not that ghetto. I was raised on blocks, but anyway. You uh, were that ghetto. But we <laughs> saved up for everything we've had. We did. We've always paid cash And we are everything. totally debt-free right now, except for our house. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think. We we have two loans on the house, so that's why I paused. Mm. But yeah, it's well, all house. Yeah. That was just because of the improvements, right? Not because we're crazy. <laughs> well, maybe we are A crazy. Third and seventh mortgage. <laughs> so you know, how do you know that you've met the right person? Um, good luck. You know, the last thing as a personal thing, I'd say pray. Just pray, mm-hmm. and 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 don't pray like God give me a sign. I don't know. I don't know how to tell you how to pray. Just pray that God's will will be done. Pray that you will get wisdom. Pray that God will open and close doors and then give him time to do what he wants to do. Well, and I don't think you should ever, ever settle on the big deal things like how, like whether or not to have kids. Right. Talk it you all know, out. Don't settle on even parenting philosophies. That could be a huge deal later. You know, just just things, big issues, things that are big issues now in dating. Yep, they're going to be big issues later. Well, and and here's things I read this off the internet. And I really agreed with it. It said that men marry women hoping they'll never change, and they do. Mm-hmm. And women marry men hoping they'll change, and they don't. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Don't marry a man thinking you're going to fix it. Here's the deal: when you get engaged. Every single thing that you thought was just slightly annoying becomes the worst possible thing in well, the yeah, world. Yeah, because you think I have to live with this forever. for the rest of my life. And you do. And so, you do. so watch out. <laughs> because if you marry a man too soon, if you give him too much before you get married and a hundred other things like that, uh, he takes that as acceptance of what he already is. And he's not going to change. He's not going to change. And when Jen, you know, dumped me that time, I realized, oh, my gosh, I needed to change. And I had to. So, you know, I don't know. Today, I know I married the right person. Were there other people out there? Um, Yeah, I'm sure there was other options. I'm sure if I hadn't moved to Macon, you know, I would have still met somebody. Um, Blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's a 100 different options out there. But did I end up with a wonderful person to share the rest of my life with that I'm – you know, yes, absolutely. Would I trade her for anybody in the world? Almost no. <laughs> I hope not. Almost no. <laughs> well, I mean, I did take you to see that movie, Fantastic Four, just to show you who would be raising our child if oh you were my ever gosh. die. That is just. I just, mean, <laughs> go ahead and tell them. Tell Je- them who would who Je- would I, be I raising see, our children. I took her to see Fantastic Four, and I said, I just wanted you to meet who would be raising our child if you ever passed on. It was Jessica Alba. So, mm-hmm. and so that would Gen- happen. <laughs> Jenna Alba, that would be her name. It's a terrible thing, I know, but I got beat up for it. Okay, so I hope that answers your question out there, people. And uh, specifically the person that asked it, and then and then other people. I can't think of any other thing I'd want to add on to that. 
I mean, there's just so many deals about it. There's so many variables. I guess um, another thing, too, I think everybody who, who enters into a marriage that doesn't work, they probably had nagging doubts. Oh, they knew. In the beginning. They knew. They knew and they just ignored it. But people it. Are, have such, so, so low self-esteem. Here's the thing. Two half people will not make one whole person. Yeah. You have to have two whole people to become one person. That's that's the that's the thing. We're supposed to be one when you get married. You the two become one flesh, and and you have to have all your issues somewhat worked out. Mm-hmm. And that again, that's about waiting and working together. I think it's about uh, finding out who you are in the in the universe and specifically to to your creator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I, you got to bring something to the table. I think it's also about focusing on the needs of the other person rather than your own. I was talking to David about that today, how it takes twice as much emotional energy to focus on yourself because you're focusing on your own needs and by default, focusing on the fact that the other person's not meeting them. That takes twice as much energy as simply giving 100% of your attention to the other person and trusting and being able to trust that they're doing the same thing for you. Both of your needs are met by the other person and you still have so much to give. Because you're not spending twice as much emotional energy. So find somebody that's not selfish. Find somebody that, that's all about you. Find somebody that's not in debt, that has a job. Yes. That doesn't collect g- girls like they do Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, make sure they play video games. What? I don't know. That's just a personal thing. I, I wouldn't suggest that. Geeks make good guys. That's all I'm saying. Mm, geeks play too T- much video today games. Today was free comic book day. I went to the comic book store for the first time since high school. That's just weird. There was a whole family of geek people in there. They were just so cool. There's a guy, a geek guy, and a goth girl with their baby. And it's so funny. Nobody ever dresses their baby goth, and so it's all cute. Like it came out of the baby gap. (laughs) It's like this bright, shining white lamb amongst all these wolves. It was just really weird. But I'm glad they didn't dress the baby, you know, like a little Eddie Munster. That would be scary. It would be cute, though. A little black bow tie. Oh, stripes. One more thing that um, it's pretty obvious. Don't but, marry James. Yeah. Well, you can't. Um, <laughs> it's not legal in this state anymore. Yeah. Um, it's is don't ever go into go into marriage thinking, well, you know, there's always a way out, or if you know that the divorce is an option. Don't ever use the D word. If I mean, if you're thinking going in that, well, like I can get out of it, then just don't. Don't don't just bother. Don't even start. You know, you are you are you are. Wasting your life. Yeah, and you'll end up with so much more emotional baggage, possibly kids, you know, just... Hey, know. let's do this. How do you know when you're not with the one? I remember there came a point in our relationship where things were getting kind of drama-filled. Mm-hmm. And I remember us talking about hope for the future. That was the concept that we talked about. Do we? Where are we going with this? Is this high school stuff? Or are we going on with life and it took us a week or two to think about it, but we finally came to think we need to continue working on this to head towards marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, that that was huge. And I think everybody has to have that ant that question, especially when you get older. You can't be staying with people forever. You know, I don't know, man. People settle for things in their cars. People settle for things in their houses, but you cannot settle for things in a relationship. And if you believe in God, and even if you don't, if you trust in Him, He will help you to find that person. And uh, and if you're not supposed to be married, don't get married. No. Stay single for the love. Your life will be so much better. You know, if you're lonely, uh, uh, you can be lonely and married. You can be broke and married, broken and yes. married. You know, so don't think that th- that guy's going to save your entire life. He is not your savior. He's your partner. Um, Oh, here's one last thing. One last thing. Since I'm a pastor, I have to say this. Um, Imagine, if you will, a triangle. A triangle floating in the air. Woman on the bottom corner. Man on the bottom corner on the other side. God at the top. Um, I believe this. That that people that that are uh, religious and all this, that are Christians, those people are supposed to push each other toward God. Mm Mm-hmm. 
not necessarily towards each other. And imagine those two people rising up the sides of those triangles toward, or that triangle toward God. What do you see as they're going up? They're getting closer to each other the closer they get to God. And so I really think you need to find somebody that's focused, as focused as on God as you are, if you're into that. And, and I believe, it, especially if you're not, you better think yeah. about it and consider it. So there you go. We just lost half our listeners. But you know what? It's tight, but it's right. Well, we'll still have 125. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Here, we do have a couple of uh, Ask Jen questions. Oh, good. Yeah, and they're all audio. So, though I don't encourage that, I will play them right now. I have an Ask Jen question. Why did we have a second child? That is a whole other topic. Okay, here we go. Hi, Geek Love Nerd. This is Connie from Ohio, and I have an Ask Jen question. Jen, you and James have figured out who is the geek and who is the nerd, and my husband and I are trying to figure out the same in our relationship. He's an engineer, and he's really, really super-duper smart. Um, And I have all the electronic toys that we actually, I use them. uh, Like, I know how to use the cell phone. And I have the iPods, and I have the PDA. Um, however, neither of us game at all, so we're trying to trying to figure out, is he a nerd, because he's really super smart and an engineer? Am I a geek, because I have these gadgets? Uh, are we both nerds? Um, oh, by the way, I'm really smart, too, but I don't like to toot my own horn. Anyway, uh, that's all I got, so please advise. Thanks. Bye. Okay, Jen, apparently this person... Connie from Ohio, Conzo, is putting her faith in you to describe her and to pigeonhole her into a into a uh, well, title. I don't know if she gave me enough information. Well, yeah. I mean, we've been through this before. What, what do you think? I mean, her husband's an engineer. And he's smart. And he's smart. And she's he has to smart. be really smart to be an engineer. Um, I, I would say he's definitely a nerd, but... Can you not be an engineering geek? Because isn't that all about creating gadgets and things that work i don't really know much about it yeah i don't either so, i'd say he's a nerd probably. what about her i mean does it does having an ipod and a pda make you a geek i i you'll have to answer that one because you are the geek because i don't fully understand well here's the that. thing about being a geek you can be a geek about anything we talked about yarn you could be a, a yarn geek you could be an an a gadget geek you could be a podcasting geek i think you could be a book geek i think you could pretty much be anything and add geek to it as long as you are obsessed with something so Conzo, here's the thing that you would have to answer and jen has has put this to me is what are you passionate about is is there one central thing that you really just go bonkers over that is what makes you a geek in that area but I don't think you're a geek based on the information I've seen. I think you're a nerd. Hmm. You're really smart. And uh, she's really heavy into the forums over at NLCast.com. And so should you. That might make her kind of geeky. I don't know. That just makes her a fan, you know. Um, She's a fan of your show. Well, like a podcast geek isn't someone that necessarily listens to podcasts. There are people that get into it themselves. Like you? Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. Here's one more. This is from Tyler. Hey, Geek Loves Nerd. This is Tyler, and um, I actually have a question for Jen. I don't know if I was supposed to call or email, but what kind of movies do you like? Just wondering. All right. Bye. Um, My favorite kind of movies are the suspense thrillers, but not horror. No. Like... Like the what's the water one? I think Harrison Ford was in it. <laughs> what lies beneath, or something like that. That one I liked. Oh, would okay, yeah. Was All Harrison right. Ford in that, or am I going nuts? No, I think you were. Yeah, they were in a house and or like the others, those kind of. But that one yeah. was that was on the edge of being creepy too. Yeah, but if you are a person that doesn't like scary movies, you could watch the others and walk away happy. Yeah, I don't know. My what sister about couldn't do it. Shamarella Ding Dong guy. The Shimmerillion dude. Shimmerillion. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The the guy that did uh, Sixth Sense. Those movies. 
Yeah, I like those. But some of them kind of are weird. Like Sixth Sense was really good. But yeah. I think, was it The Village yeah. or The People? That one was just a little off. Yeah. It was well made. It was just a little weird. Yeah. yeah. It was a little disappointing. But yeah, those are my absolute favorites. They're really hard to find good ones. Let me ask you this. Do you like movies where there's this big elaborate plot and all these unbelievable things happen and then it was a dream? No. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> That's what Next was like for me. Um, you never saw Next. And I don't like movies where you have to think real hard. Like the one we just saw. That was a lot of thinking. Vantage Point? Well, it wasn't a lot of thinking, but there was just a lot. Of, there was too much killing. See, I didn't think there was enough thinking in that. I was yeah. thinking about if, if Hitchcock, it was so close to a, a, a movie Hitchcock would have made. But mm-hmm. he would have not, all right, he would have made it about Vantage Point's period at the end of the movie, I, I don't want to be spoilering, so spoiler alert just in case. At the end of the movie, it kind of broke off of the vantage point thing and just kind of narrated itself mm-hmm. and gave that third-person perspective. Um, Hitchcock would have gone through five to seven people, retold the same stories five to seven times, and by the end of it, he would not have told, he would not have put it all together for you at the end. You would have, but you would have walked away because of his style, knowing all the pieces mm-hmm. and be able to think of it still easily. But you still would have had to have thought. Right. I thought that movie was flawed a little bit. Well, I guess there was just there was too much action. I think I, I just get bored and I don't pay attention. To I don't think there was too much action. I think there was so much killing. There wasn't enough. It, it's I don't know. They did a lot of character development for a very basic story, but they yeah. didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. You wanted to get in these people's lives a little bit more. You wanted to know them. They yeah. endeared you to so many of them. But then you didn't. But then there was yeah. just this fleeting passing moment with them. You didn't spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you really didn't care. I mean, obviously there was a deep relationship between the president and this, this bodyguard that had taken a bullet for him. But you didn't know why. You didn't care. I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of. Yeah. But it, it, was, was, it was fun. It was pretty decent. It was a fun movie. But yeah. That, those aren't my favorite, though. And the real sappy movie's not my favorite. But I couldn't place the guy, um, the one young fella that was the head boss guy, you know, that was always covering. Uh, what was his, I don't know his name in the movie, but he was so familiar. I couldn't place him. Are you talking about Jack? <laughs> From Lost. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I paused the movie. I'm like, where where have we seen him from? <laughs> Such a dork. All right, so uh, send in your questions to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. You can suggest a topic. Matter of fact, we're requesting topics. Is there anything you'd like to hear us talk on? Uh, it could be just about anything, especially if it has to do with marriage or relationships or gaming or geekery or nerdery or children or religion. We don't care. We will probably talk about it. You can also send your uh, Ask Jen questions to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com and just general comments and responses and suggestions and answer the question yourself if you want to. We'd love to read your stuff. You can check us out at geeklovesnerd.com. You can visit our forums at nlcast.com. You can uh, send us an email again at geeklovesnerd at gmail.com or you can call in your comments at 206-600-5704. And if you'd like to sponsor a show for just $5, you can do that by sending your uh, PayPal um, fees to uh, nobody's listening to us at gmail.com. Just, just send us a little payment and uh, we'll mention you on the show and thank you wholeheartedly for your support. Uh, also, remember, check out drawyouapicture.com where you can get just about anything in the world drawn for $65, including podcast graphics and pictures of screaming children. Till next time, I'm James. I'm the geek. And I'm Jen. I'm the nerd. And that's little James, the little nerd. And uh, I loved you. I loved you, too. Going out to the sultry sounds of Jen Coffin. 